Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Should I call him? Yes. I should? Definitely. On pod? Uh, Maybe. Okay. I'm concerned about him. (laughs) Truly. It was a crazy thing to see. It was a crazy thing to see. Would you you call him nachos or not? I mean, listen, this led to an entire whole discussion, an existentialist debate almost about what is a nacho even. It did get really existential. Got, yeah. Yeah. It was, I felt like uh, it was like everything everywhere all at once, but instead of bagels, it was nachos. I agree with you. <laughs> like, what is a nacho? He uh, and his partner for their anniversary. Wait, well, let's say who we're talking about. Oh, my bro. Yeah. My fucking brother. Matthew. Matthew. Matt Glazer. What's going on, Matt? He he's not even online is the thing. So he when is he online, chooses, I saw it online. I know, but that's what I was gonna say. Is like when he chooses to drop something online, it's usually like something cool and fun. Right. Like he's not out there complaining or sharing anything. It's all positivity. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw these I, apple, I I caught myself on the fruit name apple nachos. Um, I didn't think twice about it because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's so great. Right. You know, he's having apple nachos. And then when you sent it to me and said, have you seen this? <laughs> I realized I had not even registered his apple nachos. I I was scrolling the Facebook feed. Matthew's caramel apple nacho post popped up. And of course, I immediately had to reach out because I was uh, startled <laughs> first to see them called nachos. Secondly, I wanted to know truly how they taste because that shit looks delicious. The combination of things on that plate, fantastic. No qualms or questions about that at all. But the nacho part, I was like, okay, this is giving me some giving me some vapors because it means like, is anything a nacho? This is sliced apples on a plate with caramel drizz, chocolate chips, and what was the- It looked like either a white chocolate drizz or a marshmallow fluff uh-huh. drizz. One of the two. Oh, marshmallow fluff. That's okay. That's the best with answer I've With a tart Granny Smith. Tart Granny Smith. Looks beautiful. As the chip. The colors were gorgeous. Yeah. But nachos? All right. I, oh, shit. Him. Are you calling Matthew right now? Yeah, I got to. I think this might be a very first the ever weed and grub on pod. I just got to be p- careful not to like dox anything. Call. Well, yeah, don't show his phone number to the camera if you're watching on our YouTube. Oh, my God. Matt, we're on the podcast. Is that okay that we're recording this conversation? I'm gonna be home in like three minutes. Cannot it cannot wait, but Can't it'll wait. only take two. Okay, sure, that's fine. We are talking, Mary Jane and I, about your dessert nachos, which we are arguing is simply apple slices and sauce on a plate. And now we're wondering what even <laughs> constitutes a nacho anymore. It's wow. These are the intense conversations, aren't they? <laughs> Very intense. So yeah, it's four twenty in LA, Matt. So just so you know. So we wanted to know one: How are the apple nachos? How did they taste? And two: What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, they were amazing, and 
we ate them while watching we watched Hocus Pocus too. Ah, uh, a perfect evening. It really was. That's all we yeah, need to know. Was, yeah. So, you know, nice and crisp apples and then a drizzle of caramel on top, drizzle of white chocolate on top, and then chocolate chips. Um, may we post this picture on our Instagram to have people weigh in if this constitutes a nacho or not? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a hot new segment, nacho or not. <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me know the results. Will do. All right. Love you, buddy. Thanks. All right. Bye. 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 Oh, I didn't say love back. Well, oh. hmm, huh. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, that's a good place to start this pod. <laughs> yeah, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? So good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And calling your family. Calling your family. Hi, Matt. Hi. Yeah. And also calling out yes. uh, our guests who had to reschedule today, which is why we're doing a loose moose. That's right. Yeah. But they're going to be on next week. Yeah, they're coming back. Right. Yeah. I'm just calling out a cancellation that I might bring up when we interview them. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll pass the peace pipe and then we'll grill them. <laughs> grill them real hard. Yeah. Oh, I think passing the peace pipe is not a cool way to say uh, smoke a joint together. We'll smoke a joint together. Okay. And then we'll ask them hard questions. Cool. Yeah. In. Um, yeah. So there we go. I disagree with my bro. You Oh, you disagree with him how? Because everything can't be a nacho. Otherwise, French fries are nachos, pita, mm-hmm. pita chips with hummus and feta and a Kalamata olive. Yep. Like you, if I did a bunch of pita chips, would you call it a nacho? Well, like a it, Greek nacho? Well, this is the thing. Like, yeah, what is it? What constitutes nachos? Stuff on a plate with a drizz? Is that right. what we're saying? Tri- certain shapes? No, it can't just be shapeish because of the apple shape. It's not a triangle. Right. right. So I think you're right. Is it a drizz sitch? It's stuff laid out on a plate with a drizz is a nacho. And a glop. A drizz and a glop, for sure. I mean, I did look up dessert nachos after this whole thing blew my mind when I was like, what? What is this? Oh, poutine is not nachos. Thank you, Producer Mark. That's Thank true. you. That is poutine. And that is is everything poutine. I mean, we could go there. We could go if there. If you're listening in Canada, what's up? What's up, Homeland friends? Yeah. Is um, is does, is apples poutine? Our a- wait. <laughs> Our apple No, it's dessert? poutine. Not, no, poutine is not nachos. Our apple is poutine. Right. Our apple nachos poutine. Oh, like you could call it caramel apple poutine? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you could really go anywhere with this. (laughs) No, well, I want to like, okay, here's what I think is like interesting. If we were to break down the nacho, like you remember how you were telling me about um, why you like Mike Kaplan as a comedian because of how he bends words and really dissects like what the thought process is just behind language and culture. Absolutely. Everything is a thought experiment with that guy. Right. Yeah. So to me, what does constitute a nacho might come down to amount of toppings because you can order chips and cheese, right? That's not a nacho. Nobody says nachos and then underneath it, it just says a chip and a cheese. Mm -hmm. But if you add any extra element to that chip and cheese, I think it becomes a nacho. I mean, movie nachos are pretty much just chips, salsa, and queso, right? So it would salsa be... Oh, and the jalapeno. Yeah. Mm. So it's at least one extra topping in addition to cheese, I think, makes anything a nacho. Okay. I'm I'm with it. I agree. I'm you not know? like I'm not pushing back because I have nothing to add to that. I think you're right. I think so. Yeah. Well, I think it needs the a, a, a sauce, a slop, and an item, maybe. Like oh, the, the ha- way that Ben and Jerry's is all about like a crunch, a swirl, and a glop. Right. right? Like a great Ben and Jerry's has like three 
different things going on. Like I think the idea, well, we had nachos over the weekend. Those nachos were so ideal because it was like the, um, obviously the, you know, house-made tortilla chips, fucking amazing. But then it was just green salsa and pork, I think. Green salsa, pork, and then some shredded cheese. Yeah. Uh, and a slop of, a slop oh, of guac. guac and a slop of sour cream uh-huh. and a little bit of a uh, pico. Yep. Yeah, it was freaking great. And those are the nachos we had this weekend that you can't have. Yo, but shout out to that because that was twisted because it was served in a bowl. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. That was wild. So it was also, I loved that because that meant all the ingredients, as you lift a top notch, the ingredients slide down to the bottom and then the lower chips get their own coverage Yes, if you didn't layer it the first time. There was a pleasing amount left. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of poutine-like, actually. It really, really was. When you, come, when you come right down to it. Yeah, it yep. really was. Okay, <laughs> so we figured it out. So anything is a nacho if it has more than cheese and chips. Yep. Um, are apple nachos nachos? We are going to put it to the vote. Let's put it to... Yeah, we'll, let's do the nachos or not a poll on our IG story when this comes out because what? We did have... We did <laughs> Mark have, says, hell no. Hell no. He did it with his finger and it looked like the thing on Adam's family disagreeing <laughs> no, with no, no. <laughs> apple well, nachos. Do you remember when we started this podcast, you and I had a conversation about what constituted a sandwich and you were you were adamant that everything was a sandwich. Everything's a sandwich. And I said, what are nachos? And you said... Shattered sandwich. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nachos are... A shattered sandwich. So, if everything is nachos, really the source, the Holy Father, the Holy Ghost, the Trinity, what is the Trinity? Father, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking um, onion, celery, carrot, but <laughs> mirepoix. Yeah. <laughs> Other Either way, the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Um, one would be nachos, one would be a sandwich, and the third would be poutine. That's the Holy Trinity. That's your Trinity. That would, yeah. I mean, well, that's, I think, what we're setting up here, right? Yeah, except I would swap out French fries for poutine. Dude, do you know what poutine is? Um, isn't it cheese curds in a sauce? Oh my fucking god! And gravy. How have we done this podcast? What is in poutine? Uh, cheese curds and gravy. What else is in poutine? Oh, it's fries, dude. <laughs> fucking dead over this here. This episode is brought to you also by Snoop Dogg, <laughs> whose new crispy snacks have gotten oh, me wanna... ripped from last episode to now, and yeah. I'm gonna eat more. Yeah, let's eat more. We'll try the next flavor. <laughs> I forgot so... that fries were in poutine. Yeah, that's if the you... base. Yo. If some sumo snacks you'll forget that fries are in poutine (laughs) (laughs) it's i i think that's right if the holy trinity is nachos sandwiches and poutine we have everything covered there i think you're right and pasta would fall underneath one of those categories because it's a limp fry or it's a limp i would say pasta is poutine right right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because it's got the sauce and the stuff right yep okay wow so what's up italy (laughs) how do you feel about that yeah come on the pod italy (laughs) You don't have the guts. Come on, Berlusconi. What are you doing? Yeah, Berlusconi. Yeah, bunga bunga. <laughs> um, well, should we try more of the Uncle Snoop's Tasty Snacks? Now yeah. That you brought our attention to those because- Please, because then I can eat more of eggplant parmesan from last episode too. Yes. This is an eating This is an eating record. This I love it. This is a sort of a, a fun, loose moose continuation of our last app. Last week's app, as you're hearing this, mm-hmm. this is a continuation of that app in real time, in the timeline, in the infinite loop, flat circle timeline. What is Mark saying now? Fries or what? Redneck gnocchi. <laughs> See, that's why we do it. That is why we record at Petty Cash Studios with producer Mark, because he's always bringing the heat. <laughs> oh, man. Redneck gnocchi. So oh, that's in the, great. In the time is a flat circle infinite loop. We're going to continue our last week's snacks this week. Yeah. And try another flavor of the new Sumo Snacks line in collaboration with Snoop Dogg, Snazzalos, Snoop, Snazzalos, Onion, uh, Funyuns, basically they're weed infused Funyuns. 
the large bag has 100 milligrams of THC for the whole bag, so you can enjoy as much as you like. Mike has been enjoying some of the spicy. Yeah, I bet I'm around 20, 30 milligrams right now. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Feeling good. And I'm so excited to try these because we were talking about how uh, replacing the um, onion, crunchy onion topping on a green bean casserole would be so perfect with these for Thanksgiving. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. If you listen to last week's episode, we dreamed up a whole Thanksgiving uh, mm. meal. Oh, look, they're yellow like a Funyun, which is yes. awesome too. Also, yo, Funyun. Yeah. Just the idea that Snoop Dogg and Funyun teamed up through with Sumo. Like the Funyun is such a top Stoned I don't think Funyun is involved in this. Right. That's why they're snazzalos. <laughs> but like the idea of an onion chip is Funyun-ish. Yes. And I like, I mean, it's like hot Cheetos, Cool Ranch Doritos, Funyuns, and chili cheese Fritos is my Mount Rushmore of stone chip. And so the fact that like there's an infused on my Rushmore is awesome. Heck yes. Yeah. What's your chip Rushmore? My chip Rushmore oh, they're good? would be, um, well, let me see. This might make the cut. Yeah, this goes on the Rushmore, right? It's really good. The Snazzlers onion flavor, definitely on Mount Rushmore of chips. Also, definitely going to go on that green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say green bean casserole. my other Rushmore of chips is weirdly, I can't remember the name of them, but they're like those weird powdery pressed chips, not Pringles, but... Um, Munchos. Yes, I, think? I know Munchos. Do you know yeah, what I'm where they're about? like not allowed to be called potato chips because they are uh, technically right something else. They kind of like explode in your mouth like yeah. air and dust when you eat them. They're kind of like pork rinds mm-hmm. in a funny way. I love those. Um, a wavy um, uh, ruffle with a sour cream and onion dip, yeah. but not on the chip like a na- a regular a big natural wavy <laughs> ruffle with sa- a sour cream and onion dip, French onion dip. Um, <laughs> ketchup chips always. Yeah. Every time I go home, Hostess ketchup chips. Is it Hostess? No. What is the uh, chip Lay's? brand? Is it Lay's? Man, I'm stunned. I can't remember. But um, and then also a uh, dill pickle always. Dill pickle chip. Uh huh. So good, especially if it's a kettle fry. Mm-hmm. On that, yeah, that's awesome. Any kind of dill pickle crunch. I have a crazy pitch. That's a really good Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Mount Cushmore. <laughs> what? Well, do you know the Snoop? It was a famous High Times cover. It was Mount Cushmore. It was Snoop Dogg, um, Method Man, Red Man, Be Real. And I'm forgetting who the fifth was. Willie but Nelson? Yeah, and Willie Nelson. No, it was all rappers. Oh, um, okay. Anyway, it was a great cover. That's and they awesome. put them all, like the, the art department did a really great job. That's so sick. Yeah. Cushmore, nice. <laughs> I have a crazy Snazzalos pitch. Okay. And I don't know why it feels crazy, but it feels crazy. Okay. Like a cacio e pepe or some kind of like cream sauce Italian meal that has a lot of garlic and onion in it. And then you use that with like some fried basil and you crunch it all up and you sprinkle that on top, almost like a breadcrumb like on a, a Caesar salad, like a situation? gremolata situation. But you mm. use the uh, sumo snack snazzolos for it. I think like they're oniony enough that I think it'd be really worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That would be freaking out. Like that just as a, there, there was a minute there where you and I were making some pasta dish that required a gremolata. I can't remember what it was, but I had it left over for like a week. Um, and I kept it just like on my counter under some yes. wrap. And I was dipping stuff into it, just like a piece of fresh fruit or, you know, like 
this like piece of chicken or whatever. And it was right. just so interesting to try it on different things. So it'd be fun to like zizz that up as a powder and just have it to dip different things into it. I love that as having like a thing of gremolata on the counter at all times. Yeah. Because it would be delicious on so like a hard boiled egg in the morning with Definitely. a little gremolata. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. A little Uncle Snoop gremolata. Just keep it in your pocket, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got your joints in one pocket Yo. and your Snoop powder in the other. Do you want to go see a movie and bring some... Uh, and try it with popcorn. Uh huh. I think that'd be really fun. Oh, like crush up some powder and then sprinkle it on popcorn. Yeah. Yes. We like we can sneak in a little zip zip. Yes. Okay. I, yep. I'm ready to do this. Should we go right now? Well, Tuesdays. I'm an AMC member. I'm a gold member. Um, oh. If you haven't gone with me, I can get in the front of any line. Um, I get an upgrade on large popcorns to extra large. Um, it's five dollar Tuesdays. Um, I'm kind of a premier big deal. I met Nicole Kidman. And, um, you know, so if you want to ever go see a movie with me, let me know, because I have a VIP access. $5 Tuesdays? Yeah. That's a hot date. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And you can do it in the afternoon, get super high, and then go have dinner afterwards? Yep. Oh, oh man, I, I what a Tuesday. Say, and then you can go apple picking? Like, remember when we were talking about that with Jenny? <laughs> and, and she was like, oh, apple picking is definitely a date. <laughs> it is. Do you think going to a haunted house with someone is a date? Is it a group or is it two? It's two. Yes. Right. Yeah, because you're touching each other. Yeah, like I'm jumping and screaming and clutching, mm -hmm. and that's a date. Yeah, the dude's touching the elbow, like saying things, but it's more of an excuse to touch an elbow. Yeah, hundred percent a date. Yeah, he's touching that lower back when she's like, you know, startled. Yeah, you reach for that lower back right. to like comfort. Would you rather be in front or behind on a date oh. at a haunted house? <laughs> oh, yep. Damn it! I shouldn't have. It was a weird comma. Odd pause. An odd pause. <laughs> I was like, Mike, we're getting really pretty intimate here on Weed and Grub, really drilling down into positions and stuff. Oh, in front and behind in a haunted house. Um, <laughs> I mean, it really depends on what we're doing for the no. Uh, uh, I think I would rather be behind. Well, it depends on how brave I'm feeling because I want the adrenaline rush. So I want to experience it myself without anyone blocking that like thing popping out of the whatever at me. But then being behind is fun because you get to play up the like scare factor and like, especially if you're on a date, that's a great, yeah. you know, opportunity to like feel like that intimacy bond. That's why people love scary movies. Like it, it firms up that intimacy bond, right? Totally. Yeah. I haven't been to enough haunted houses to know if there's behind scares or what not. Like if you're if you're in the back, you think you're safe, but actually a lot of stuff oh, like yeah. wiggles and waggles from behind you yes. that makes you turn around and jump. So 360 terrification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I went to a really good haunted house. I think it was in New Orleans um, that legit like had me feeling like I was going to throw up. It was very, very scary. They had people running at you with chainsaws. Holy shit. And like like just coming out of nowhere and moving oh, really that. fast and having like, yeah, axes or chainsaws and like, you know, I think the really successful ones too, that one specifically like had like f medical gore, which is just like so, I can't that do really that messes me yeah. up. The first know? thing I think of when I think of that is in Hostel when they cut the guy's oh. Achilles from under the floor. Oh my God. And his leg just folds underneath oh. him because he doesn't have an Achilles heel anymore. Nah. Boop. Yep. Burp. Mm. Sorry if you're driving. <laughs> you feel weird about it. That's why I can't go see um, what's the movie that everyone's throwing up and passing out with. Terrified too. Terrified too. Yeah. Has anyone seen this movie that you know? Uh, yes. And passed on it. Oh. Didn't feel it. Hmm. Didn't feel it. Okay. Said the uh, hype um, lifted the lifted a little too high. Okay. A little too much helium in that hype. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if I wouldn't be brave enough to go see it on my own, but if you're interested, I might be bold enough to go. 
if you would like. I don't know if I want to see it. Yeah, okay. It doesn't look good to me. Well, I'm just asking because I've been recently too scared to watch movies by myself when I'm, because I'm, you know, not drinking alcohol October. Sober October. Sober October. Quasi sober, Cali sober October. Um, well, sober October means alcohol. Um, well, technically sober would mean no substances that like alter my consciousness, right? I don't know about that. For me, I, think I need to fucking... re-change the definition of sober then. No, no, no. If you are really, really high on weed, you're not sober. To I'm me. high right now. I know, and you're not sober. I'm I'm hanging. I think you're great. <laughs> I'm just not going to say you're sober. So sober, but sober, so, I don't, all right. Why do you need to debate the de- meaning of sober with me? Are you feeling spicy about being sober? No, I don't okay. want to debate it. I'm I'm okay. glad sober October is great. But what are you trying to get at? I'm I'm just interested to like find out more about why you. Oh, because I like I'm stress eating about it, like yeah. naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I think of sober, I think of it being like the most pure version of you, and I don't know that that's always the best version of people. Okay. I think of like the idea of like sober meaning that virginal birth, like whatever you, you are think now. Of it is sort of puritanical. Puritanical, mm-hmm. like nothing, nothing is affecting you. You are just exactly who you are, down mm-hmm. to the light source in the being. Down to the bone. Down to the bones. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's exactly the best thing for everyone, including myself. That sounds crazy to me. So the idea of sober October meaning like alcohol and representing alcohol to me makes sense. Otherwise, it's like, oh, did I stop taking my meds? Oh, did I stop smoking weed? Oh, the idea of like California sober to me, I think makes a lot of sense because it is eschewing alcohol, which is the biggest drug on the fucking planet, it seems like. So I get that and I understand why that's a good term. But the idea of sober being a good thing might not be it might be a great thing for certain people, but it it, I don't think it should be like the right thing for people. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I sorry. I'm trying to get Archie over here. I just think weed is too great of a fucking benefit to me to like call myself sober or not sober based on if I'm smoking weed or not. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, obviously, right. I wouldn't drive well, right what now. What I'm hearing is that you're, like, for you on that level, uh, like, someone who's using weed beneficially, beneficially, like, take away the medicinal part, but, like, beneficially in a way to, like, make them cope with life better. Yes. That that shouldn't be judged on the same level as getting drunk or, you know, high on a drug that's not, like... One million trillion percent. Cannabis medicine. Exactly. Okay. That's... Thank you for encompassing what I was like eating popcorn angrily about. Because that's how <laughs> I, I just saw you reach for the snacks and I was like, well, if he's reaching for the snacks, he's got some big feelings. <laughs> so let's unpack those. Because when I was like reading a news story in last week's episode, you like cracked the chips in the middle. I was like, what? I know. You, I... Mike's got some stuff to say, but he's going to crack these chips. It's <laughs> so funny. If you make me imagine if I was taking a lie detector test mm-hmm. and there's like no machine, there's just like finger foods in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no poker face. The, uh, and I can't even remember where we were going now. We were oh, talking well, about... we were talking about oh, you being talking... in sober October. I was talking about being, yeah, my not drinking alcohol this month, meaning that I'm consuming plenty of weed all the time and on my own at night especially and then I'm trying to watch movies and some of them are too scary for me by myself and one of those recently was Hocus Pocus which was totally fucking ridiculous but I was like I think my house is haunted these witches are legitimately very terrifying to me this edible feels great my dog's acting weird I don't know (laughs) but um it was so crazy because I was I texted you the other night when I was like I'm at home alone stoned my movie choices are currently it or 
despicable me. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I could tolerate one of these two choices. And you advised me not to watch it because you knew that I was feeling a little scared on my own. But then it turns out because you came over and we were, were like, well, let's watch it now that you're here and you, I can like. And I remember you know, seeing it in the theater. Right. Yeah. It's not scary. Not scary farms. That movie is not scary. Yeah. I was so interested to learn this it, with the help of you being there for me to be able to watch it. When you said, yo, I'm bored. I was like, oh, good. I'm glad she said something. Yeah. It was fucking boring. Um, it's made for kids. This is the good kids. thing about weed is like you very quickly see what you want to be watching. Like I feel no need to finish a movie when I'm stoned and bored. I'm like, I can just move on from this. That's a good pitch. Right. I, I make choices <laughs> and I stick to them. Yep. One of them being, I don't like this. I'm choosing something else. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to watch this all the way to the end. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Damn. That's fucking awesome. I don't know anyone who does that. I think people just finish something. I used to feel the need to finish everything, and lately I just don't, because yeah. who has the time? You know? Here's what I wanted to say about it, though. Oh, okay. Sorry. It yeah. is a loose moose. Um, the best part of that movie was how fucking creepy all the adults are in that movie. Uh, they are terrifying. They are salacious. They are sexual with these fucking kids. It is really well done, and I have never read the book, and you said in the book... All adults are awful. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of Stephen King's strengths as an author is that he's just done such a great job throughout his career of writing that kid dynamic where everything is seen from the kid's point of view and the adults are just fucking nightmares. Like everything from The Stand to um, what's the Stand By Me, that short story that Stand By Me was written. Oh, yeah. The, little, the little boys swimming with their shirts off, right? Yeah, Stand yeah. By Me, not The Stand, Stand By Me, or It, or just like any, I can't even think of all of the other, The Shining, written from a child, largely from a child's perspective, like he does such a great job of just showing like how, how adults are the monsters, like you don't even need to make up monsters, they are usually the grown-ups around you who are just making terrible choices because they're whatever. You yes, know? And they're terrible. And Some of them touch your job. cheek and you wither away. Don't do that <laughs> but um yeah it was that that is truly scary that's always the scariest i mean the family horror movies that i always find the absolute scariest are like hereditary you know shit about like fucked up families the babadook um those are the ones that you don't like the most but you also love, I love the, most, the most yeah yeah, yeah. that i find the most terrifying yeah, you like a metaphor sure. you don't just like a dude chasing around with a knife Oh, I don't like the, yeah, people in closets with weapons is not my thing. It's yeah. like, you know, supernatural, fucked up family dynamic, love. What do you think of Smile then? Because it's got a little of both. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Solid, solid scary. Yeah. Solid trauma. Yep. And gore. Yeah. Yeah. And memorable moments that have me not watching scary movies by myself right now. Yeah, I yeah. get that. Um, But it's, it's like scary season is upon us. What's What, what are you doing for Halloween? Uh, I have my costume idea. Okay. Do I want to say it or just drop a pick? Uh, I think I got to drop a pick. Okay. Otherwise, no, because I think I think that's like watching a trailer and all the best bits are in the trailer, right? And you're like, well, now I don't need to see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to drop my Halloween costume okay. until the day. Okay. But I'm excited about it, and I think it's a fun idea. I have a, I have a couple of ideas that I can drop. Okay. I'm thinking about being a butterfly or a spider. <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> but I'm going to make my own costume. So whatever it is, it's going to be like a hot homemade mess. That's awesome. Yeah. 
a butterfly or a spider. I love the DIY, you know? Yeah. It's kind of a mess. Like when you're not very good at things and you make it yourself, that's always the best. That's the shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. I'm I know what I'm picturing them and I I know I'm not picturing what it, they're going to be. It'll be foam foam rubber and glue gun situation. Hell yeah. It's going to be great. Oh man, nobody's going to want to walk around you at the at the bar. Well, if I'm the spider, I thought that I could like attach something to each of my legs. Like that I could be holding joints in one and that I could be holding edibles in another. And that That's I could be so holding sick. like, you know, a bottle of water in another. Whatever mm-hmm. you need. I got it all right oh, here. With a all string my arms. cheese? Yeah, a string. Exactly. Some oh. sumo snacks. <laughs> I got you. That's a great costume idea. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then you can like rehang things on them all night long. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And then I can have like a, like I'm thinking of having like a little kind of like cigarette girl tray here that would have all my spiderlings in it. And like I could have a bunch of little spiderlings that I can give out. And then the spiderling, when it hatches, will have like a treat inside it for you. <laughs> you like so a kinder sick. surprise. But I would make them as little spiderling eggs, which is gross, but also cool. That's so cool. I think it would be pretty cool. Damn, that's a good costume. And then I can have like spider jaws and I can like bite people. Yeah, I'm into it. What's the thread situation with the... Oh, yeah, i got to figure that out. Like I'd probably just try and do something like floss. And then like spin some bad webs around. Can I make a pitch? Yes, please. I need help. Some web. No, you don't. You don't need any help. That's I... the best costume anyone's ever heard. They're probably right now being like, Glazer, shut the fuck up. You have nothing to add. You have spider nothing links? to add. Oh my God, a spider link full of weed? Ooh. <laughs> That's so sick. Wait, what? what is your pitch with the web situation? Um, Having it coming off the bottom of your shoe like toilet paper. Yes, definitely. Like you stepped in some web. I would. Yes, I love this. Yeah. I would also love to have it like hanging out my little spot where they spin their silk. You know, it's like mm-hmm. kind of out of the, my my little butt, <laughs> my spider butt. Your spider butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, all suggestions welcome. I got to figure out the eight eyes. I have a motorcycle helmet that I think I'm going to decorate with the eight eyes so that I can like flip up the visor to like, you know, get it out of my way. But have the eight eyes on it to look really fucking scary. Fucking sick. I think it'll be fun. Damn, anyone is lucky if they get to hang out with you on Halloween you, and see do, that shit. Do you want to hang out with me on yeah, Halloween? Yeah, I want to hang out with you. All right. Be next to the coolest motherfucker there. <laughs> That's so sick. Awesome. I'm stoked. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite time of year. Yeah. We've talked on here about all of the costumes we've seen, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, it's it's like fucking millennial Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. Well, should we get to our news segment? Yes. Our Agrabla Gazette presented by our delicious sumo snacks. Um, those Funyuns, Snazzleos, should say it properly. Uncle Snoop's Snazzleos at Sumo Snacks. Fucking delicious. Um, I've got a bit of a funny story uh, for the Grubla Gazette this week. Oh, fun. It is a tweet that led me to an Instagram post. Um, and the tweet said it was breaking. So that's why I thought it could be our news story. So the the tweeter is uh, I'm Jason Diamond. Uh, evidently, he is a writer for GQ magazine and The New Yorker and other places. Okay, he's established. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know Jason, but I'm going to give him a follow. And he tweeted, "Breaking: Keith McNally has banned, uh, and this is in quotes, a abut- abusive, tiny cretin of a man, James Corden from Balthazar." So do you know who Keith McNally is? I don't know who Keith McNally is. Uh, Keith McNally is um, a New York restaurateur who um, owns uh, currently Balthazar, Pastis, and Odeon, I believe still. Jesus and he Christ. used to own, um, or no, sorry, Odeon and Cafe Luxembourg are 
or his ex-wife's, but that whole family of like Balthazar, Pastis, the Mineta Tavern, uh, Odeon Cafe Luxembourg, that there were like a, you know, three or four decade restaurant tradition. If in you New go York on City. YouTube and you type in Balthazar, yes. um, the amount of people who have covered how their French fries are made is like hundreds of videos long. Yes. Like that is a legendary restaurant. I've never been, but I am familiar with Balthazar. It's so, I mean, you know, the hustle and bustle when you walk into any of the, any of those restaurants really, like they just know how to create that wonderful feeling of being in that perfect, you know, dreamy restaurant situation where everything just moves like a total symphony. It's, it's amazing. I worked at Cafe Luxembourg for several years and um, that was after Keith McNally was involved, but his ex-wife Lynn, um, Vogue Connect uh, was in charge of everything. And it was just like so awesome to watch her oversee everything with her team. And it was truly like the place where a lot of people who were very famous would come to not be seen, you know, more often than not. It was like someone was in that booth over there and you dropped off Al Pacino's double decaf espresso and moved on, you know, no, no pictures, no chit chat here. People are people. Yeah. Except. So James Corden, evidently. <laughs> Wait, while you read, I'm going to turn off the AC. Oh, Okay. Uh, according to this tweet, which drew our attention to this post, which is actually Keith McNally's Instagram. Uh, I'll just read what he wrote instead of trying to contextualize it. He wrote, this is Keith McNally, NYC. James Corden is a hugely gifted comedian, but a tiny cretin of a man and the most abusive customer to my Balthazar servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. I don't often 86 a customer. Today, I 86 Corden. It did not make me laugh. Here are two examples of the funny man's treatment of my staff. He behaved similarly in my former restaurant, Cafe Luxembourg, a few years back. Um, he posted two manager's reports uh, under that, both detailing some bad behavior, um, just being rude. The second one uh, says that uh, James Corden began yelling like crazy after they sent out something that he wasn't happy with. He began yelling at the server, you can't do your job. You can't do your job. Maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. Um, Fuck off. At any rate, Keith McNally, I just think it's an interesting moment to see this very public restaurateur who, like, admittedly, I, I just know of his sort of reputation. Like, he's pretty inflammatory, I think, in the way he does speak about other people and online. Like, he's, I think, gotten in a lot of hot water on social media before. But it's interesting to see him call out a celebrity. Like, arguably, his restaurants cater to celebrities. Like, that's, did I just say arguably and inarguably? You might have. <laughs> Basically, essentially. Basically, essentially. What is my point? Um, I just think when you are someone who serves celebrities to put a celebrity on blast on your personal Instagram pages, either a crazy move or maybe a sign of the times where people are just kind of growing tired of like allowing other people to act a certain way without being called out for it. Well said. Question mark? Like, no, what do you think I don't about think it? there's a question mark there. Yeah. Absolutely not. You think it's a sign he, of the That's a choice, times. right? Well, it's you, a choice. That was a choice. Right. That's a choice. It's a choice to say, listen, it's one thing to 86 anyone ever for any reason, but to put that on blast is a wild. It's awesome. It, it's something. I mean, I didn't turn in a packet to write for Corden last month because I wouldn't want to work for him. Not with the stories I've heard. Well, I was like, why would I even waste time writing a packet to write for his show for eight months until he's done? If that doesn't sound fun, and now he's getting he's getting 86 from restaurants. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. It's not that it's James. Or, well, it is because it is a person right. who should be held accountable. Right. But it's also like, yo, yes, if you're that kind of a person, there should be um, 
a way to just let the world know how you're behaving. How you're behaving. Right. I, I don't mind that kind of moral policing at all. Just letting people know this is actually how you behave towards this employee yeah. in a work situation, and that should not be allowed. Look, there's a reason why everyone knows Ellen stories and Andy Dick stories, right? Because sure. everyone fucking has one or knows someone who has one. Right. That's what it seems to be. Where right. even if I went home and I said to my mom and dad in St. Louis, Missouri, have you heard any of this or have you heard any of that? They would say like, yeah, actually, I have heard something by that. Like it's reached the people. Sure. So, yo. Well, I just thought change. Th- this came across my Twitter timeline. Fucking change. Not because I follow Jason Diamond, although I will now, but um, I follow Saeed Jones. If you don't follow Saeed Jones at The Ferocity, Saeed Jones is just like an incredible follow on Twitter. Um, he has a vibe check on Stitcher and is a writer and fucking just awesome person to follow because generally very funny and uh Saeed Jones tweeted as a longtime and passionate James Corden hater this is very satisfying he's the worst I'm telling you do I have personal evidence of this no am I right yes and I was like wow such a, a heated opinion and take and then he retweeted the the um tweet about it being breaking the McNally 86 system yeah like people feel very passionately about this and I had never heard anything so I just thought it was really kind of wild how do you feel about it I there's feel like so many levels to it that i'm that are hard for me too because of social media being a part right of it. Well, so how do you feel about it thing i have a few feelings about it as a former restaurant worker it is sort of satisfying to see someone called out for being shitty to restaurant employees because fucking fuck like how you have to suck it up for people who are complete and total fucking dicks to you all the time and then don't tip you and then like waste your time and making you wait on them when they know they're not going to tip you because they're just like, I've had that experience so many times. Is that celebrities and non-celebrities or are you saying that is one group or which group? It's just people. people. Like I don't think it matters. Like there are some awesome celebrities, Bill Murray, for instance. I know you were just talking about how fucking awesome your encounter with Bill Murray was. Tips a hundred bucks every drink he gets. The nicest, the warmest, the handshakingest, like look you in the eye kind of like real person. It was just a delight. Tony Danza, wonderful. Meryl Streep, hilarious. And then there are the ones who were like truly not fun to deal with. And I won't name them because I'm not in a place where I feel like safe putting people on blast without receipts. Like obviously Keith McNally is putting Corden on blast because he has manager reports about like documented incidents that were making people uncomfortable in a professional setting. That's just different. So it's nice to see someone supporting their restaurant employees, I guess. Um, but also it's really easy to call people out on social media and just be like, someone so said or did this and then everyone comes for you and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It just feels like a weird, swirly time to exist in. Generally, you- I wish people just didn't put anything on social media. You do? You want it to be butterflies and spiders? Uh I don't know. I th- I mean, that's the thing. I don't need everything to be butterflies and spiders either, but I feel like trying shit in the court of public opinion isn't necessarily going to serve people all the time. Sometimes it's necessary. I don't know. I'm a little f- fudgy, fudgy the whale on it, I guess. I understand that. You know? But I also think it might be because uh, we look at somebody like this Balthazar person. Mm-hmm. I can't remember their name. Keith McNally. Keith McNally. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people in my situation, in L.A., in situations at large, he has something that is tried, true, long term, wildly successful. Mm-hmm. He is at the top of his platform. I so think that he's also he is, quasi-retired, he, honestly. Okay. Yeah. And so he has, um, I think sometimes people f- 
myself included feel like you don't ha- I don't have the ability to speak my mind mm-hmm. because I want to be at a place that I'm not yet and the idea of speaking your mind and having opinion and being somebody who you want to be can be more scary than what you hope the future is and right. so the idea of like calling it out and being like fuck James Corden for that and mm-hmm. like saying all those things can be very scary but the more straight up honesty that is coming from a place of facts and not feelings when it comes to things like this. I'm actually for it because I don't think you should feel like you should hold an opinion back because of what it might do to you. Sure. Know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that. And I think the facts, not feelings part does come into play for me with like when I'm writing something where I'm calling someone out, for instance, and I'm doing it as a like a reported sort of situation, like this person said and did this thing. Here are the reported. Here's the reporting and here are the receipts to back that up. I feel perfectly comfortable doing that. I just don't use my personal social media to say this person did the shitty thing to me. Look at the shitty thing. And I think that that's where... um, uh, my my personal bright line is of like I would I would definitely like if I can report something and sort of show that someone was guilty of bad behavior in a in a context where it's like you know part of a bigger story that I'm reporting that's one thing but like just in, you know someone was mean to me I'm not gonna talk about it on my social media I got you you know yeah uh, props to him for having his employees back yeah above all else above yeah. all else yeah yeah that's cool. a great news story <laughs> damn well, it was just kind of like gossip but. Kind of fun a little bit. It's really good. I mean, it's fun to like eat popcorn and watch people, you know, call each other names. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to belabor. And I also don't have any personal stories. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard great things. So uh, is it time for Cream Corner? Yes. Uh, okay. It's a good one. Oh, shit. What? Well, also people send in questions. Oh, yeah. Let's let's get to some questions. You want to do Cream Corner? Let, no, and- let's do some questions first and then we'll do Cream Corner. <laughs> Okay. My new favorite segment. Because again, somebody canceled on us for this episode. So um, <laughs> we had to do it all ourselves. And so thank you to all of our listeners who sent in questions to uh, help us do this heavy lift because um, they canceled. Oh, wow. A heavy lift. You hear that? People, you know who you are? I'm going to put them in the hot seat when they're here next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're on the grill, baby. Uh, what you got for questions? We have a handful. I'll pick out a couple of fun ones. Oh, I know one was that uh, our friend Maggie wanted to hear from Archie. Yes, at Wilson Maggie AF, who we met in Vegas, had a wonderful time. Thank you for the fruit slabs. Yes. Uh, at Wilson Maggie AF said, "Can we hear from that sweet puppy?" Well, currently he's snoring next to me, Is so he I don't know if I can put the microphone. I don't think it would pick it up. No. Um, he's pretty quiet. He's not a fruit, super talkative dog. It's one of the things that I like about him is that he like. He's full on pandemonium alert when there's a mailman or the UPS guy showing up. But otherwise, he's like, you know, he's pretty quiet. He's pretty chill. Um, He also has a voice that he uses for the squirrel. Um, And if you have a flat face, but none of those things are here and I can't make him make those sounds. So flat face dog, flat face. Yeah. And a short nosed um, like pug, boxer, anyone who's knows is bulldog. Mm -hmm. um, Archie's against you. What's he like? Does he have a sexual preference? Um, he likes his panda. That's his number one. That's his. He dominates his panda. He does dominate yeah, his panda. Yeah, he's he straps on and dominates that dude. That fucks panda. that panda so hard that when he lets go of the panda, his back is still fucking. It. He's still pumping. He's still pumping mm-hmm. after the panda's been put down. That's right. Yeah, he fucks that thing so hard. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um. So yeah, that's Archie Moo. Also, shut up. Maggie has a um a tarot deck. That um, I was checking out because I want to get a copy and um, 
explore the tarot. It's the extent. Hang on, I'll pull it up while you get our next question, if okay. you don't mind. Yeah. Well, our next question is actually something we were talking about last fucking night. Uh, so sorry, the timing is perfect. Yeah. The um, metaphysical cannabis oracle deck is Maggie's. Uh, beautiful deck and you can get it we'll put a link in the show notes why not it's um, a gorgeous deck that she designed um, and just very recently released I think it just came out like last month so yeah we gotta check it out nice yeah good Archie report yeah maybe we can do more Archie reports in the future too (laughs) he's totally snoozing people like him yeah cool he's a good guy it's a Joey at it's a Joey okay you know Joey Joey what's up what up homie Um, wrote uh, what is your most memorable meal experience ooh which is crazy because we were talking about that mm-hmm. um, the other day. Yeah. And uh, we came to a conclusion that one of our all-time favorite dishes is um, the same fucking dish. And yeah. I didn't know that. Top 10 bite. Top 10 bite. And also top 10 meal experience. Yeah. So I think like for me, it's Momofuku in the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And well, the dish? Oh, fuck. I'll pull it up. David Chang's... Um, and- Fucking. Ugh. We were talking about this with last week's guest Tema too about how like the greatest bites are always cinematic, because it isn't just about the bite of food; it's also about the atmosphere and the sounds and the experience. Like a truly great bite of food ties all of those things together, a la ratatouille. Like you know, takes you back somewhere or whatever. And this particular dish at Momofuku, I remember putting it in my mouth, feeling it melt across my tongue, and then all of a sudden having this like shing 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 shing. Like I clocked. You know, the line, the chefs behind the line, the space of the lamps above the tables, the server moving behind me, the David Cho piece of artwork on the wall, everything. Like, I remember it so clearly. I remember sitting across from you and I remember eating this. Big eye tuna, Mm -hmm. shaved foie gras, Mm -hmm. stone fruit, Mm -hmm. pine nuts, Mm -hmm. 38 bucks. Jesus Christ. Fucking crazy. It's ice cold, Mm -hmm. big eye tuna, shaves of thin Almost like you would use like a microplane of truffles, also cold. Foie gras. Foie gras. Sorry, foie gras. Ice cold foie gras so mm-hmm. that it shaves real finely and perfectly over that ice cold tuna. Some toasted pine nuts and some stone fruit. Yep. And a cold spoon and a cold bowl. It's a it's a wild oh. thing to eat because it really does. I was, okay, my friend Rachel recently made me laugh so hard when we were going for sushi together and she was like well you know that toro actually melts sadness right because i was saying i was feeling kind of blue and i wanted to go and treat myself to some sushi and she was like yeah you gotta make the sadness melt especially with uh toro that actually specifically melts sadness and um i gotta say having experienced this dish i really did feel that it was beautiful Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful beautiful bite is that a nacho Mm, yeah I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your nacho, David Chang. Yeah. Thank you so much for those beautiful nachos. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's a nacho. Man, Um, I I can't believe that we both started talking about Big Eye Tuna on a walk and just being like, oh yeah, no, that was one of the best plates of food I've ever had. Best ever. Fucking crazy. So freaking memorable. Yeah. Do you have others from around the Popeye's the chicken sandwich. Okay. When I had that for the first time, that was insane. Okay. Oh man, the the uh, the it's a Popeye's chicken sandwich is exactly what I my eyes are closed. I know. for everyone like because I'm so into it. That's so funny. I didn't even know I closed my eyes to really see it in my mind's eye. Look at <laughs> this. Sorry, Mary Jane. Uh-huh. I'm doing that 
what was that show Sherlock? I, I went to my mind palace to oh, picture yeah. this. <laughs> Popeye's it's, chicken you're sandwich. Also, you're also doing what my mother does so you can't interrupt her. She, she just closes her eyes and starts talking and there's no way of stopping her because she can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, what a good move. It's an amazing move. She just goes. I had no idea that you left the room. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Oh, hello? <laughs> <laughs> so eyes closed Popeye's mm, that Popeye's chicken sandwich yeah it's such a big juicy bird and mm-hmm. perfectly spicy and a buttery soft bun and the right amount of pickles it's just everything I think of when I think of a chicken sandwich yeah yeah Popeye's it, it was amazing oh man I think like there's there are elements that I think of when I think of favorite bites like the soft boiled egg that comes with tatsu ramen and the way that that yolk bursts perfectly into the ramen and the, like the shoyu and like all you know that whole situation is so freaking good but when it comes to like a full meal experience do you have that memory of like the whole night kind of situation because can oh. i tell you about mine oh yeah why are you asking me well, when you want to share i want to know if you have one to share because i don't want to just share mine and then have you be like i don't fucking know i want to hear every story about food you have okay this was when i was in france i was cycling across france when i was 16 i was a whippersnapper i was out of control i was wild i moved out of my house i was living in an apartment by myself i was 16 and my dad was like will you come to Europe with me I fully thought he was going to put me in a convent and my sister was like no 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 you got to go it's going to be awesome I went it was the greatest trip of my life and one of the weeks that we spent was a week cycling across the north of France Brittany um from I think Roscoff or Saint-Malo to Roscoff I think is the the route that we did for anyone who knows that part of France there was one night, and it was awesome because we just got on our bikes and we would just go and at night we would stop and we would find a place to stay. There was zero planning for like, I think most dads with 16 year old girls would like have an itinerary or whatever. But one it was million so percent. dope. My dad did not, 100% no itinerary. We just went. And every night we stopped and he would order himself a full bottle of wine and I would get a half bottle of wine and it made me feel so grown up and he treated me like a grown up. It was awesome. And this one meal we had we rode into this little town really late and it was the only place open and it was like a two Michelin starred restaurant and dad just threw down and we had like a eight course meal and I was 16 and I was like at this eight course meal in France with my dad with wine and everything and we rode our bikes there and we rode our bikes home and we had to like go to this old farmhouse where there were these like white horses running through the fields. Like the whole thing was so fucking crazy, but I'll never forget every course of that meal. There was like, we had pike, we had rabbit, we had pork chops, we had uh, roasted artichokes, like the whole thing. I remember so perfectly and the half bottle of wine that was like, I just felt like I was a real grown up. It was dope. Fucking beautiful. Yeah, it was real good. Wow. Yep. Damn, that is gorgeous, man. I remember Jane. like wobbling on my bike. Right. Getting home that night, like just like probably following home. behind him, right? Yeah, like, for sure. Like, keeping your eye on his back. I'm as sure it's he going. had the light and he was like going ahead, but it was beautiful. Damn. And that, that night was uh, cemented my uh, path to becoming a full time gourmand. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> Fucking re- write the book. God damn. <laughs> God damn, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. It was cool. He's he was great. My sister was right to be like, go, what are you crazy? Yeah. I was like, he's gonna try and you know, like stifle me. She was like, the opposite, dude. The opposite. So thanks. Yeah. Shout out dad. And also shout out your sister being like, you go. Well, he'd done a similar thing with her where he'd taken her on some amazing trip and she was like, Yeah, you gotta go. He's cool as fuck. So sick. Yeah. Is that your retroactive cream corner? Oh no, I have a cream corner. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're on a food tip this month. It's so fun. I love it. <laughs> sober October uh, is a glutton. Yeah. Uh, no, the sober October. Uh, what? Slop. It's also Sloptober. So, yeah, sure. I don't know. It's a ju- yeah, it's a juicy <laughs> month. <laughs> Do you have a meal that you want to talk about before we move on? Oh, no, I'm not following that. That's okay. fucking beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. I'm not about to be like, so when the Crunchwrap Supreme <laughs> came out, you could also get a double decker. I want to hear that story. <laughs> Everyone needs a fucking palate cleanser. A lot of people didn't know about and the we cheesy gordita France. crunch at the time, but uh, there's you could order it. It's off menu. It's a pretty big deal. <laughs> I like those stories. Um, What's your cream corner? Okay, cream corner. Well, you were there for You got pictures. You got video, in fact. This listen. Hell of a setup. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the front or the back? <laughs> okay, we got to set it up though. We're yeah. spending the day hanging out. It was a mellow day. We microdosed. We were sparkling with mushrooms. Then we had some walking THC infused beverages. Dog park situation. Archie, all feeling good. Trying to figure out what dinner was going to be. Yeah, important conversation to have. At two. Yeah, we were we were working it out. Yeah. We got a plan for the whole thing. Got a plan all the way to sleep because there was going to be snacking and dinner and then late snacking. So the thing, yeah, like if you're eating lunch and not talking about dinner, what well, the fuck are you doing? Why are you even here? <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Okay. Cut to. The, the crisis, which was that I had stocked up at Trader Joe's earlier in the week with my favorite um, current nighttime snack. Not really a snack, a dessert, ice cream sandwiches. From Trader Joe's. From Trader Joe's. They're fucking amazing. They're fucking great. The sublime ice cream sandwich, ah, delicious. Soft cookie. Yep. Uh, Vanilla ice cream. Rolled in tiny, tiny chocolate chips. Perfect consistency. Just the right size. Mm -hmm. We knew that we were going to hang out, watch a movie, Mm -hmm. get stoned, Mm -hmm. watch it, whatever it was. Um, I only had one ice cream sandwich. Done, done. Didn't want to get in a car and drive. Mm. And didn't offer it to me as the one who gets it. So that was Hell a problem no. in itself. <laughs> yeah. What are you, a lunatic? <laughs> We're like, oh, God, where are we going to get ice cream sandwiches? We ascertained that the best move would be simply to walk to a local grocery store and purchase some. Yeah. Like a cool house. Yeah. Something something simple. Yep. A toll house ice cream sandwich. Ben and Jerry's. Do they make ice cream sandwiches? We didn't know. We went and searched. We arrived at the local Whole Foods. I don't go there anymore. I hadn't been there, so I didn't know what was going to be available. No ice cream sammies. A dearth. Well, they had one. Yeah. It was dairy-free and gluten-free. Ugh. And six ninety nine. Wow. For one, right? <laughs> For one. Wow. Yeah, no. For one, not ice cream sandwich, ice cream sandwich. Man. And you called out the uh, Kaepernick uh, Ben & Jerry's flavor. Yo, Ben & Jerry's, you got to get your fucking shit together, man. Yeah. That Colin Kaepernick flavor is bullshit because it's called like all for one or it's like we're all the same or like equality, whatever I mean, the I fuck it is. Just, we're all going to save the world. Or something? Yeah, save, save this, this world, save which this I world. actually like as a title. Mm-hmm. But it's dairy-free dessert snack. It's not even allowed to be called ice cream, mm-hmm. and I'm all about dairy-free, and I understand that. But you're othering the idea of ice cream, and you can't save the world by not just making a delicious fucking flavor of ice cream. Get your dairy-free, like false flags out of here. We don't want your non-dairy frozen dessert. We want ice cream. I want Holland Kaepernick ice cream. Yeah. If Jimmy Fallon has an ice cream and Stephen Colbert has an ice cream, give Colin Kaepernick a fucking ice cream. Jerry Garcia should have the most vegan hippie ice cream of all time, non-dairy frozen dessert situation. He got Cherry Garcia. That's, yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
fucking pissed me off. Also, the packaging looks like they had an intern design it. <laughs> and I don't appreciate that. It's too messy. It was a lot going on. It's a lot for my eye. Uh, it was very frustrating, pack, pack a pint of ice cream. It was frustrating. And then, the true disaster, no ice cream sandwiches that we wanted to have. However, they did have caramel toffee macadamia nut cookies on sale. So we just grabbed those and a pint of ice cream and we fucking made our own. And that is my cream corner. And it's a good cream corner. Because we got home. The ice cream had melted in its pint just to the perfect consistency where we sliced it with a serrated knife into three Sammy fillings. Mm -hmm. And then we just hucked those between those cookies and made our own. Threw them in the freezer for a minute? That's right. Or after massive bites because it was perfectly melted, what are we doing? There was some wrist juice. (laughs) (laughs) Some definite ice cream wrist juice. That was the shit. Because now I'm excited to go back to the grocery store and look at other cookie pint combinations that I may indulge. My mind is blown. I swear to God, I never thought that I could make my own fucking ice cream sandwich. Yeah, that's why you have a serrated (laughs) blade. It's not for fucking... Just loaves? Yeah, what, tomatoes? What am I cutting? No, it's ice cream out of the fucking carton. <laughs> that was so sick. It was incredible, and I am excited to try other... Co- yeah, mint chip with what kind of cookie? Like a double chocolate chocolate yes. chip. See? Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yep. Um, that was... I, I also like feel like that's my kind of Boy Scout badge. I'm not really into camping. I'm not really into like fire and sewing and archery and hunting and rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could get like a... You overcame the ice cream sandwich dilemma badge by making your own. Yep. I think that's a proud day for me. I will have that badge made for you. What would the badge be called? Your ice cream certificate of certainty. Okay. <laughs> your I, certainty. I would say on your sash, you have that one. And you can also always find a trash can. I'm great at trash it's can finding. It's weird. Yeah. Like you always know where the garbage is. It's <laughs> amazing if you saw my mom and dad's house you'd understand because dust it if dust hits the floor an alarm goes off oh wow okay that makes a lot of sense also makes sense why my place makes you absolutely fucking insane <laughs> it does for a couple of reasons all of which are those yeah i hear you sorry about that i will work on it <laughs> i was so proud of us man yeah with our ice cream yeah I, i'm now you've got me thinking about like i want to get that um like a strawberry ice cream and do it with like a a big chocolate chunk cookie mm-hmm. situation. Do you like snickerdoodles? I do like snickerdoodles. I'm a would fan. cinnamon ice cream with a snickerdoodle be too oh, much of one thing for I you? I think that would be a good approximation of like the churro ice right? cream. Because then taste. I think what I would want to do with that too would be to swizzle a little bit of caramel sauce on the underside of the cookie. Yep. So it almost drips down around the ice cream disc. Yep. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I think caramel would be a nice addition to that one. Okay. I'm in. I think this would be a good pop-up for us to also start. Be a great pop-up. Yeah. We we had some other pop-up ideas. This would be a good pop-up. Yeah. The other one is shit. It's more of like something to park across from a smash burger place and call it the idea of a burger. (laughs) And it's just smash. It's even thinner smash burgers. That's what you fucks want, isn't it? Even thinner smash patties, you dummies. It's just like a Parmesan crisp. Who says Parmesan? Parmesan crisp. Like layer of burger. It's yeah. just, yeah. It's $15. The most, it's it's like, the thinnest patty. It's like a vespertine idea of a burger. <laughs> yeah, it's called idea of a burger. <laughs> idea of a burger. Yeah. And it has 50,000 followers on day one. And yeah. everyone's calling it the new thing. Garen fucking teed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm in. I'm with it. Cool. Can we post those ice cream videos? We have to. Okay. Yeah. If you want to add a little bit of sex music behind it that's yeah. that's like probably expected this, we we should do an only fans for this pod we i think where we just drop like ice cream rolling down your arm 
<laughs> that ice cream wrist juice. <laughs> I definitely have had a great time in this month, like really indulging myself and having a great time with food and weed. And it's been a lot of fun, like being home and being kind of like in the comfort of my own home, knowing that I'm not going to go anywhere and I can get a little kind of uncomfortably high and then just be goofy has been really nice. And I have to say, I had the funniest experience the other night. I put a reel on my Instagram about trying out a tincture from Seaweed Naturals when we had the Cousteau's on the podcast. They gave us a bunch of wonderful products and I tried all of them except for this tincture. And I was like, ooh, I this sounds like perfect to just, you know, have while I'm home. It's one to 20, so it's not going to do that much to me because I assumed it was one part uh, THC to 20 parts CBD, the ratio on the box of one to 20. Turns out it was the other way around and I had a uh, wonderful time. <laughs> Um, but that's been really enjoyable this month. It's just I'm so getting, glad. What a, a happy accident. Yeah, yeah, it was a very happy accident. Also a happy accident. Like I wasn't trying to go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You had your own bicycle day. Yeah, I did. I Under just, the sea. Uh, yeah, I mean, RG got a lot of paths. Wait, say the other thing you were going to say about... Because you posted that Instagram story, what? and then you like got hard on yourself for inaccuracies of the of the Instagram story while oh. you were stoned out of your mind. Well, you know, very much being my father's daughter, my dad was always because he was a fisheries scientist. And there's a whole family of fisheries scientists. I'm surrounded by them. Uh, any kind of inaccuracy, biological or environmental inaccuracy, was like intolerable. We went to see that movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock, mm -hmm. and it was so fucking cool. And he loved the whole thing. But at the end, she crash landed in a marsh, and there was like the wrong species of frog there. And he was like, "Ugh, I just don't buy it." And I was like, "Oh, you bought everything <laughs> else though in this whole movie, but you just didn't buy that." Okay, cool. So I was just saying <laughs> about the Instagram reel because I used this underwater filter to kind of make it funny. But the fish were wrong because it was freshwater fish in a saltwater environment. And I was like, Philippe Cousteau is going to spot that and be mad about it. He's going to cordon you on his profile. He's definitely going to be like, she's banned. She's barred. I don't want it. Why would you do that? That's the incorrect species of fish. No. <laughs> Telling lies. <laughs> Those fish do not exist in coral reef environments. That's so funny. You know. Yeah. So you would get a fact badge on your, yes. on your scout I sash. Would, yes. I would have a fact badge. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll make Facts one of those. Facts and grammar. <laughs> She's a great time. Can I make one of those for you? Like a pin or a sash thing for like Christmas? Yeah. It's, yes. A fact badge. I would love that if it's fun and funny and not like. <laughs> not like Herschel Walker. Making me feel weird. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not like you flip down a wallet and it says facts. Oh my God. Some bullshit like that. Some bullshit like that. I can't believe whoever talked him into that was like, this is a good idea. And he was like, I think that is a good idea. You know, he violated. Uh, that's like against the rules in a debate there's a no, no props no props rule <laughs> he brought a prop <laughs> i mean you know come on I guess it worked. we're all talking bottle. about it well, yeah for all the right reasons that he's definitely gonna win well done sir Ugh. you out of your mind yeah he's, he's toast i freaking hope so he's toast that's crazy well, abortions right. and props you can't come back from that it's <laughs> well, been two weeks let's hope not <laughs> um is that a good spot for us to Wrap our moose? Oh, I thought you were going to say eat some eggplant parmesan. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, as long as we can wrap it while I take a couple bites of that. Okay. Great. You have a butt of the week? I do have a butt of the week this okay. week. You want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. My butt of the week this week is my homie, Eddie Firth. Um, I just did his show at the Comedy Store. He uh, became a really good friend um, before the pandemic. He had a show on Netflix called Historical Roasts, and he started that as a live show with his friend Ryan, and then it got to Netflix. Um, he just knows how to create an incredible show. 
uh, live show that can be sold. And um, I did his new one called No Laughing, where it's five comedians trying to get an audience member who's pulled on stage to laugh. And if they don't laugh, they get a T-shirt and 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was so much fun to do. And it was so great not only to see him, but to see how excited he is to be back putting on shows. And it was sold out. It's the fucking comedy store. And this who was your special was guest? There was a special guest who showed up that night. Oh, I, you can talk. I don't want to talk Ryan about Ryan Phillippe. Yeah, that was really cool too. And also Leslie Jones. Yeah. Which when you and I were talking about it, you didn't even mention Leslie Jones. It sounds like it was like star-studded. It was incredible. Fucking A. Yeah, Leslie Jones um, hopped on stage for 12 seconds, made the whole audience cracked up and goes, that's how you do it, and then left. It was wow. sick. <laughs> <laughs> so follow I am Eddie Firth on Instagram, I am Eddie Firth. And if you are ever in LA, uh, you got to check out his show, No Laughing. Nice. That's a freaking awesome butt of the week. Thanks. Um, my butt of the week is uh, Amara Yiv, who does my hair. She is an incredible uh, colorist, and she works with our friend Eric um, and has like learned so much about doing beautiful balayage and coloring. And she's like in the celeb colorist world, and I can't say who her clients are with Eric, but um, needless to say, she's doing color for the stars, and she's just freaking awesome, and she's a cool follow on IG. She's at Amara Yiv, A-M-A-R-A-Y-I-V. And um, I just always like love going to her and hanging out. And she's like, it's just like a great Thursday morning every couple of months where we get to kick it. And I hear about her adventures like in uh, the hair world. And then she like does cool shit outside that world too. So give her a follow. uh, And um, can't wait to see you next week, Amara. Heck yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Can I shout out one more thing? Yeah. Um, Another thing, if we were to do a charity of a show. I'm doing a thing with Boston Market and we are raising money for the Red Cross. So if you want to go onto my Instagram, I think it'll all be out at this point. Um, there'll be some videos. If you comment on a video and your video comment is chosen, it's like you get the Boston Market sends you like a hundred bucks. If you go to the link in my bio and can we put it in the show description? Yes. And in the show description for the Red Cross and donate there. I think you can win some money from Boston Market and me. And um, it's just because like the world is like pretty fucking crazy place. And um, and I have like distinct good memories of Boston Market when I worked at Second City. It was the place right across the street. So I would get a pot pie most nights and have that as a way to comfort my soul um, while working at a live theater, not doing what I wanted to do, but being so close to it that I wanted to stick around and um, and to be able to have like comfort food during that time, like a cornbread or a pot pie is like it's important to keep your soul nourished when you're in an environment like that. Yeah, there was a Boston market on 23rd when I lived on 25th in New York. And that was like straight up if I had a cold. I would call in an order there and just like go get myself that like mashed potatoes with gravy and chicken comfort food and like, you know, wrap myself in a blanket and feel better. Yeah. Yeah. The blanket. Oh, fucking yeah. So um, if you would like to donate to Red Cross, if you'd like to leave some comments on the posts that are up on my thing and uh, not only win a hundred bucks, but the person who gets the most comments on their posts for this, um, Red Cross. Boston Market is donating a thousand dollars to Red Cross in one of our names because I'm doing it with some friends as well. Um, so there's just like a lot of cool ways to raise money, and I wanted to end the episode by letting the world know if they want to be involved. Very fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, time to go and have some bites of eggplant parm. And- I forgot to bite it during that whole time you were talking. And <laughs> flan or ice cream sandwich for later tonight. Yeah. Oh, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get some of that freaking ice cream. You know what else I'm craving is like bread 
a sandwich where you have to rip the bread, kind of. Like, it's a real chewy baguette. Are you talking ciabatta? <laughs> Fuck you. Ah, I know your feelings about ciabatta. <laughs> Focaccia's ugly twin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the one who got all the recessive d- genes. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, this is fun. Yeah. Loose moosing it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Uh, email us anytime at weedandgrub.com or wg at weedandgrub.com. We love pictures and ideas for upcoming apps and topics that you want to hear us talk about. Support the places that support us. Yeah. Sumo Snacks. Check them out. They Come on. are freaking awesome and delicious. And um, yeah, like slide into our DMs. Let us know what you're up to and what's good in your neck of the woods. It's really important to celebrate each other right now as everything is a crazy. Hell yes. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Whoa. <laughs> Archie, anything from you? Maybe he's going to be one of my spiderlings. Oh. I could dress him as a tiny spider. I love that I'll shit. be the big spider and he'll be the little spider. <laughs> That's happening. That's so sick. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.